no one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filippone. All right, your game. Steelers-Falcons. So, I didn't watch a ton of this, but I'm curious. Just looking at the highlights in the box score. What's the bigger deal? That they've won two straight and won three of four? Or that it's now four straight games for Kenny Pickett without an interception? Well, just like you were saying with your team, it should be the latter. It should be that you've got a quarterback that is not making highlight reel plays like Fields. But the game is not too fast for him. He's not having problems reading defenses. He's a little bit conservative at times, but that's okay because he doesn't want to lose a game with a poor decision. And he's still making enough plays where they're winning games. You know, they scored 16 points in the first half again and had 250 yards of offense. So, you know, he's doing what he needs to do to win. Uh, but I think there's there's going to be a lot of conversation about them in their easy schedule and Tomlin maybe somehow pulling a rabbit out of his hat and avoiding that first losing season because they're five and seven. They might get Huntley next week at home in Baltimore. Then they go to Carolina. So that would be seven and seven if they win both of those games. Then it's the immaculate reception anniversary game at home against the Raiders. That would be eight and seven. And then they close with at Baltimore in Cleveland. So they could conceivably get to nine wins, which would be impressive given the way their season started. Did you see that Tomlin at halftime was walking back to the field and some guy was like, hey man, good game. And he goes, I'm fucking working. What was that about? That was a brutal look for him. Like, come on, yeah. man. Yeah. It it was ridiculous. <laughs> like the guy was like trying to be like thumbs up. And yeah. he's like, I'm fucking working here. Okay, you hardo. You're <laughs> That like goes against everything. Like, oh, he's such a chill guy. All these players love him. He's not like this dinosaur stick in the mud prick coach. And his true colors came. Like, what? Come on, man. Like, you can't be nice to a paying. Yeah. Or you can't be just nice to a paying customer and just say, thanks. How about a thanks or appreciate it? Thanks would be a human emotion, but like these guys in a game, you know, he's, he's looking at his fucking sheet of paper, half times, 12 minutes. He's walking back onto the field. Like you want your players to have blinders on and like, just be like totally locked in and focused. A fan was like, Hey, coach Tomlin thumbs up or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and you scream at the guy. It's just ridiculous. I mean, that's something you would expect out of like Belichick, isn't it? It's something I would not. It, it, it's something I would expect out of the coach of Last Chance. You. <laughs> like, it's something I would expect, or like the villain in like a football movie, like the asshole that coaches the team that like it's like Bud Tilmer like and Bart team. Lose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, what are you doing, you weirdo? Uh, oh, man. Dude, those Falcons uniforms might be the sickest in the NFL. And it's funny because their normal uniforms are the worst in the league. They're right up there with Tennessee's uniforms as the absolute shit. 
Those uniforms they wore today are so clean, man. Oh, my God. Have you ever heard my theory on what should happen to the Titans? (laughs) No. So the Texans should just be the Oilers. It should be able to use all the Oilers colors and everything else. And they should just force Tennessee to rebrand as a Nashville nickname team and just come up with a whole new uniform scheme and logo because everything about their look just screams like XFL fake football league shit. I like that. The fact that none of the Oilers stuff is allowed to get used is just a total waste of a badass logo and color scheme. Yeah. No notes. That's a perfect (laughs) pick. 10 out of 10. Thank you. All right. Let's blitz through these games here. So Spencer doesn't get mad at us for going so long again. Um, Giants commanders. Did you learn anything about either team in the tie? I did actually. I did. Um, I just Heineke. Ryan Fitzpatrick had that, like, I'm going to throw five touchdowns in a game, but then the next week I might throw five interceptions. And that's really what ultimately prevented him from becoming a stable starting quarterback for someone. But what's so crazy about Heineke is the dude, when the game is late, just turns into a totally different player. Like they're backed up with fourth down. It looks like the Giants are going to win the game 20 to 13. And he makes an incredible throw. And then they get stuck in another fourth down situation. And he did it again. (laughs) I love the guy. The Giants should have won that game 20 to 13. But the quarterback for the other team, even though he did not have a good game for the first 55 minutes or whatever, made humongous ballsy plays again late. You have to respect that. Two quick things. One, the next time I bitch about an unlucky gambling result, I had under 41 and a half. Oh, wow. 2020 tie, baby. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I can't. I, I. What do you think? A month? How long do I have to go before I bitch about a result in gambling? Yeah, That's you need to remember that the next time you lose like a basketball game at the buzzer or on some bullshit like foul. Right. That's pretty something. good. A, a tie in football under 41 and a half 2020s that's pretty good and then what do you think about this rule proposal if you're on your 40 or better you can't punt in overtime the giants punting on fourth and three from midfield to just play for the tie just sucks it's very soccer. But like, you know what? It's probably going to get him in. Well, I, I mean, or it's I, probably going to help that. him. Dude, I, I understand that. I, I, I know why they did it. But this is an entertainment product. We make rules at times not to, to make it a little harder to win, but to make it a better entertainment product. We don't like ties in American football. Like that is a, that is, that's a, that's a, it's a weak punt. When you're trying four so, and three at midfield and you punt, I get, I know why you did it, but just watching the end of that game, watching overtime, that is just cowardice. It's cowardice. I don't know why they can't make it so once. Why does there have to be a clock component to overtime? 
Why can't it be you just play, all right, once everybody gets a possession, then it's sudden death and there's no clock on it. Injuries. They, they don't want you to play forever. When does the NFL care about that? They instituted a 17th game. There's an extra playoff team. No, the players union cares, I think. They don't want the game to go forever. But yeah, I I mean, I, I hate time. How long is the game really going to go that makes it, like, it's going to be a 20-minute overtime? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. But I just, that, that play just really offended my sensibilities. Um, Vegas... And Chargers, I didn't have a ton here. Chargers defense, pathetic. Um, I have one for you. Okay, I had Devontae Adamson. Go ahead. Do you think Staley's going to get fired? Because I would say, gun to my head right now, they're going to miss the playoffs. So what happens then? Yeah, my guy. I, I went so hard for him last year. Like I, It's still... It, I get taunted. And you with tried to bring office. that take back from the dead last week after the Cardinals two point I play. I mean, he's a defensive coach whose defense is bad and their offense doesn't feel like it should be as good and feels like Herbert deserves an offensive guru there. But they are ravaged by injuries, man. They're ravaged but by that injuries. That excuse goes out the window if the Jets make the playoffs over you, don't you think? If you're at home again and you blew it last year because you got beat by the Texans and then you lost to the Raiders and now this year, even with your injuries, you're going to let a team that's like Vegas over under was four and a half wins before the season started and they've benched their number two overall pick. They eke out a playoff spot over you, man. Like It'd be bad. I think it'll be the type of thing where they'll say like, the only way they would fire him is if they had like what would be perceived as the home run hire. Like, well, they should try to hire Sean. They should try to hire Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh. That's what that's what I'm talking about. I was gonna say Sean Payton. Like, I don't think they would fire Brandon Staley to hire an offensive coordinator, but I do think that they would fire Brandon Staley to hire Sean Payton. And if Sean Payton wanted a, that'd be a great job for him to take. Um. My only thing was Devontae Adams. Like, if you had one receiver to put on your team to win one game, I still think he's the number one pick. Over Tyreek Hill? Yeah. I mean, I think it's Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, and Devontae Adams. I think that's the – I think it's a three-person conversation. And, dude, Devontae Adams just gets open whenever the hell he wants. Tyreek Hill is faster by a long shot than the fastest human beings on like planet Earth, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not as big, not like not as valuable in the red zone as Devontae Adams. And I mean, yeah, Spencer mentions Cooper Cup. He's out with the injury. Cup and Adams were the two first team all pro guys last year. He probably deserves to be in the conversation. But some of the degree of difficulty catches that uh well, the Chargers had. might also not want to leave him wide effing open like they did on a play that resulted in a touchdown in this game that's also yeah I could have caught that one I could have caught that one uh two games left okay Jaguars Lions what do you think because both of these teams it's all about like projecting the future and everyone's trying to find out which team like they want to yep. fall in love with 
So which thing is more meaningful long-term? The fact that the Jaguars are capable of getting blown out by Detroit, thus indicating how far away they still are, or that the Lions offense is just, when they're healthy, like they were earlier in the year, just capable of putting up 40 points in an NFL game. Which of those things feels more meaningful? Well, I think it's actually the Lions because they've got to figure how much of this they think is real with golf. He's got 17 touchdowns in Detroit this year on home games. He's been very good in Detroit. Not so much on the road, but when you've scored, I think it's 30-plus points now six times this year, and you've scored 40 twice. They have been a great offensive team. It's their defense that's been their problem. So we don't talk about this enough. If there's a quarterback that everybody had kind of – written off as a placeholder. You know, Geno Smith has gotten all the headlines for what he's done as a placeholder quarterback. How about golf? Like, I'm not convinced if I'm Detroit that I draft somebody in that spot now with the way he's played. No, I mean, I think it depends where you go, right? Like, if you can put Will Anderson with Aiden Hutchinson on the defensive line, I think that's going to be super attractive. Dude, I was just looking at it. They lost the opener against Philly. They scored 35. Then they scored 36 in a win against Washington. They lost to Seattle scoring 45. Then they've got wins scoring 31 and 31 and then scored 40 today. It's pretty crazy. Um, So I'm with you. I think it's the offensive story for Detroit. They have multiple firsts, right? Yeah, they've they've got the Rams pick. Right. So their pick and the Rams pick. But do you just try to do you just draft two defense? What if Jamison Williams, who played today but didn't do much, what if he's awesome and he looked yeah. awesome at Alabama? Like, what if you add a legitimate number one? He was like the twelfth pick in the draft, wide receiver to this thing, and then in the and then you have two top fifteen picks and maybe one top five pick, and you add Will Anderson. And like a cornerback. If I were them, I would do something hyper aggressive. And I would try to come away with this draft with Anderson and Carter. I would try to get both. That's going to be, you need to have two top five picks to do that. Yeah. Yeah. When they definitely should be ready to lose out. Um, Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like I, I, a lot of mock drafts are going to have them taking a quarterback, but I don't know why you would do that with this offensive investment. I mean, I've always been a golf hater, but the numbers are just ridiculous this year from him. They are. They are. Uh, last thing. Gino. <laughs> Gino. Man, did they save their season today, boy. Yeah, wow. they did. I kept looking at that score and I'm like, oh man, this is going down in a heap of flames here and then he made plays to DK Metcalf on that last drive they needed that because Bobby Wagner tried to will LA's carcass to a win today there 10 play 75 yard drive at the end of the game by my guy Gino I mean yeah it would have been a horrendous loss but still in a good spot for a playoff spot still for most improved he's gonna win most improved or comeback 
I didn't know there there is a most improved. Oh yeah, there's not a most improved. Was most improved thing? NBA. Okay. Um, no, I don't think he'll win. You think he's going to win comeback player of the year? Yeah. So you don't think Saquon can win that? No, I mean, sure he can. Okay. He can't. But uh yeah, I would I would I would I would give it to my guy Gino. Gino. Good point by Spencer. Come back from what though? Just being bad? Yes. <laughs> yes. Come, come back from not starting. <laughs> I'm, I'm with him on this though. I'm with what like, like what he do you have to overcome? Other coaches thinking he sucks? Yes. Dude, do I need to go through the do I need to go? I'm with Spencer on this. Look what he said. Brian Robinson got shot and is a better case, and he wasn't in the league last year. Oh, stop, Brian Robinson. It was the fleshy part of the thigh. They gave Alex Smith the comeback player of the year when his numbers were objectively bad because he almost had his leg amputated. Because he was coming back from a horrific injury. There's nothing horrific that he's coming back from. He was just doubted, serially doubted by coaches and NFL teams. That's not a comeback. Uh, Yeah, it is. Comeback implies that at one point you were something. He was the second round pick and a starter for the New York Jets. Second round pick is that. No, it's got to be like a physical uh, malady. Yes, it does. Okay. I'll tell you this much. Gino. It's the best story in the NFL. (laughs) If, 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 If he doesn't win an award, we need to create an award. It's the best story in the NFL this year. The Danny, the Danny Parkins heartfelt. Yeah. Sappy story of the year in the NFL. That's fine. Uh, they last off, one. Right back. Are you rooting for chaos Monday night and the saints to beat the Bucks? So it's just a complete dog shit. Well, you are. Cause you bet the saints to win the division. So I'm asking yeah. literally the worst person that question right now. Yeah, dude, my, if the saints win tomorrow, some of my futures tickets, Lions are one win away, baby, from cashing the over at five and a half. Yep. So, yeah, pretty excited about all this, all that's happening right now. Uh, yeah, I always root for the harmless anarchy in sports. I, I, I think Tampa's going to win, though. Yeah, so do I. Okay. All, all right, right, dude. Hey, keep telling friends about this. We're, we're getting we're getting plaudits from our, from our bosses in email form about – Numbers going up. Yes, and I want to plot it in terms of like a raise. So that's why we need to continue to grow. Correct. This. Let's take Correct. the email plot it to the monetary <laughs> plot it, please. Yeah. Yeah, that would be that that would be nice. Uh so tell a friend every team, every game, every week. He's Andrew Filipponi. I'm Danny Parkins. We're produced by Spencer Ray. It's first in pod. Peace.